I love that you mentioned that you don't just, you know, the cardio, you know, not everybody loves cardio, but weightlifting is so important for body composition changes. And I know I focus on that a lot when I'm working with my clients and we're looking at nutrition and things like that, because oftentimes the number on the scale isn't giving us the full picture. But when you are weightlifting, we are increasing lean body mass and we're changing body composition to optimize that. And that helps with metabolism increases, et cetera. So how has um, lifting like really changed your body composition after you had your plastics and bariatric surgery? Oh, for sure. So, um, a, it helps me keep my weight off. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's very important to me, but you know, when I had my, um, my arm lift, I knew that now, you know, I was actually going to be able to see that definition. So, you know, making sure that I, um, that I focus on the different uh, areas of my body and I can see my, my core now. So, um, it, it really has made me, um, as far as changing my body composition, I, I don't feel, I feel like I look healthy now yeah. rather than, you know, when you lose a lot of weight, sometimes you start to feel, look a little gaunt in the sure. beginning, but building that muscle has really made me look healthy and strong. And that yeah. was, that's my main goal for that. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit older, so yeah. um, I know that, um, you know, the way my body looks is not going to be like somebody who's, um, you know, in their thirties, right. but for for, I think I look probably younger than people um, expect when I tell them my age. So yeah. um, I think that really that really helps with that. Hi, welcome to the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli, a bariatric sports dietitian, and I help post-bariatric clients achieve their fitness goals through better nutrition and addressing the problems that come from typical bariatric and sports nutrition advice that just don't work for an active bariatric lifestyle. Welcome to episode 22 of the Active Bariatric Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Kim Tirapelli, bariatric sports dietitian. Today, I'm excited to have on bariatric athlete Steph Abelis. Steph is a mother of two teens who transformed her life by undergoing weight loss surgery. After years of struggling with yo-yo dieting, Stephanie opted for bariatric surgery and lost an incredible 116 pounds. Maintaining her goal weight for over three years, Steph attributes a healthy, balanced food lifestyle and regular weight training to her success. She's also had two rounds of plastic surgery to remove excess skin, including a tummy tuck, arm lift, thigh lift, and breast lift. Steph shares her inspiring journey on Instagram as at Metamorphosteph, hoping to help others on their own weight loss and plastic surgery journeys. Thanks so much for coming on today, Steph. I really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, I know. I was saying to you before we started, I totally fangirl your account and I've watched all your, just all your posts. They're so inspirational and just, it's, I think it's really cool that you show all those steps that you've been through, especially with the plastics journey. I think that's been so helpful for people to see. Yeah, um, that's why I do it because I know that when I was researching it, it was important for me to understand exactly what I was getting myself into. And I just, absorbed as much information as I could so I could uh, so just be very well prepared. Yeah, definitely. That makes sense. Well, can you tell us a little bit more about what brought you to the decision of having bariatric surgery and how it's changed your life? Yeah. So um, I decided I was going to have bariatric surgery after just struggling with my weight for years and years. Um, I have lost um, quite a, a, a bit of weight um, previously to having surgery. Um, almost a hundred pounds twice. Um, and I just, I struggled so much just trying to, um, to maintain that weight loss and then I'd have to do it again. And, um, 
after discussion, discussing with my primary care provider, um, you know, she was actually helping me with some weight loss medication and, um, you know, the shots, the B12 shots. Right. And she's like, you know, why don't you look into bariatric surgery? You know, I've been working with you for so long and, you know, I, I, I've seen your struggle and bariatric surgery really could be a solution for you. Yeah. And I was adamant. I was like, nope, uh, you know, I can do this on my own. And then I just, just continued to struggle. And I'm like, why am I fighting this so much? Why is this something that isn't a tool that I'm looking into? So then I started really researching it, not just, you know, my preconceived notions of what it was. I started researching what it, bariatric surgery really was. And I was like, you know what, this really isn't as scary and this has helped a lot of people. So, you know, that's, that's when I decided that this was going to be a tool that I was going to um, utilize to help me, you know, kick uh, or, or help this disease that I had been struggling with for so long. Yeah. And are you, I'm assuming, are you happy that you went through with it? Oh, I'm so happy that I did it. Yeah. I, I, now I kick myself. I'm like, why did I fight this so much? Because it wasn't, as scary as you know that I thought it was going to be, and yeah. it's really a doable lifestyle, um, and I don't feel deprived in any way, shape, or form. And I just feel like, okay, this this was this was the answer that I had been you know fighting for so long. So yeah, yeah. I'm so glad that I did it. Good, good. And when did you have it again? Was it? I had it in um, October of 2019. So gotcha. I am a little over three and a half years post op. Yeah. Yeah, got it. Okay. Well, let's talk a little bit about your plastics journey since I, I know you you mentioned it and I was in, in your intro here. So the tummy tuck, arm lift, thigh lift. So tell us a little bit about that process and like the recovery process and and what made you decide those, you know, give, give us kind of a quick, you know, summary of, of how that all went down. Yeah. So um, I knew that I was going to have to have um, some skin removal um, because I, you know, I, having lost weight previously, I had loose yeah. skin at that time as well. Sure. Um, I just hadn't maintained my weight loss long enough to be able to address it. So right. I said, I'm going to do this and I'm going to um, have that loose skin removed. So um, after maintaining my weight loss for just about a year is when I um, had my plastic sur- or my plastic surgery. So that was, mm-hmm. um, I actually had that October of 2021. Gotcha. So I lost the weight, maintained it for almost a year, and then had the tummy tuck and the arm lift. And mm-hmm. I chose those two particular procedures because those were the areas that most affected my life. It, you know, the the arms was really where I was starting because you know the skin just got in my way. It would it would pinch, yeah. um, and it hurt. You sure. know, as well as the stomach. Um, mm-hmm. You know, being as active as I am, trying to to run or jump or do anything that, you know, where that skin would move, it would actually hurt and tug. And I had times where it actually tore a little bit. I know that sounds terrible, but, um, you know, just that movement can actually tear that thin skin. Sure. So um, I met with a few plastic surgeons and we decided that um, not only could he do my arms, but my tummy at the same time, which was, that was, that sealed the deal for me because I'm like, okay, if I can knock those two out, um, and then we discussed an action plan for if I was going to have any additional surgery. So mm-hmm. I wasn't sure 100% at the time if I was going to have others. But um, if I was going to, I was going to have a thigh lift. Mm-hmm. So um, after healing from my first round, I realized, yes, 
the thighs were something else that I definitely needed to address because that was another thing that was holding me back physically when I was working out. Um, And then if I was going to do that, he's like, well, you know, we can also do your breast lift and that would kind of complete your journey. So that's why I chose the thighs and the breasts at the same time. Gotcha. So, so you did like two and two, so two body parts at a time that made it. And how was the recovery when you did like two separate, you know, body parts at the same time? Yeah. So um, the recovery from the tummy tuck and the arm lift was, was longer than it was for my thigh lift and my breast lift. So Mm -hmm. the tummy tuck really was the most, um, it took the longest to recover from because when they're doing it they're it's very invasive. They're going in, they're doing muscle repair. Um, so that took me, I would say a full year to really feel like I was a hundred percent back to myself and being able Mm -hmm. to, you know, be as active as I wanted to. Um, but, um, I did, I was clear to go back to the gym at about 10 weeks Mm-hmm. after my arm lift and my tummy tuck. Mm-hmm. Um, the two things with that is the arm lift, what took me so long to recover was just the mobility. So, you know, my arm lift, I have an incision from my elbow all the way down past my um, uh, my armpit. Gotcha. So like just, you know, when you're lifting, just being right. able to get your arms up all over your head, sure. um, that took some time. So I just mm-hmm. went really slow. Mm-hmm. And um, for the tummy tuck, you would be surprised how much you use your core when you're doing other exercises besides core exercises. Sure. Um, for example, doing lat pull downs mm-hmm. that uses your core. So I yep. had to I had to really go slow um, mm-hmm. when I when I started you know going back to the gym. I started out just with cardio, and then when I worked that you know when I got a little bit back into shape because, you know, that recovery is long. Sure. Um, then I started adding some weights and I started with lighter, much lighter weights than I was using before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, prog- I progressed. And then, you know, if something was hurting me, I'd pull back a little bit and then, mm-hmm. you know, start back again in a, in a few more weeks. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's definitely it's different when you are recovering from plastic surgery, you have to give yourself time. You're not going to get back in the gym and be like a hundred percent. It took me a few months to get back. But the really cool thing is because I had the muscle repair with my tummy tuck, Mm -hmm. I was so much stronger than I ever had been previously with a lot of the exercises I was doing before. So Mm -hmm. that was like an unintended consequence, but (laughs) a happy one. A benefit. Yeah, for sure. I love that you mentioned too that, yeah, you have to give yourself time because, you know, just like with anything else, like any, you know, with bariatric surgery, you you somewhat have to kind of take a step back to take two steps forward, you know, and it sounds like with your recovery, although, yeah, like you said, there were some unintended, maybe good benefits too, being a little bit stronger, but it took time to build back up to where you were before, but you got there, you know, and, and eventually you did get there. You took your time, you listened to your body. Did you work with anyone? Was there like a trainer that helped you with those movements um, when you start, first got back? Yes. So I, I did work with a trainer at, um, I, I go to a gym called EOS Fitness mm-hmm. um, and I work with a trainer um, like once or twice a week. Uh, for a few, you know, just to really get myself back into it. Um, And then once I felt like I was comfortable and I needed, um, or I didn't need that constant, you know, these are the exercises you should do. um, I scaled back a little bit with the trainer. Mm -hmm. Um, But every once in a while, I will still have sessions with my trainer just so I can switch it up. Because if I keep doing the same thing over and over again, it's not going to help me progress. So I still keep that connection. Um, my Love trainer that. is awesome. He does a boot camp on Saturday. So oh. I see him once a week when awesome. we do that. But 
yeah, those one-on-one sessions are super helpful to kind of switch it up um, sure. as you as you progress. Yeah, and how um, how much time was between your two sets of plastic surgeries? How much time was between those? Seven months. Um, Seven I months. waited. Okay. You know, they want to make sure you're you're healed for the of most course. part from the first surgery before you you go back in for your second one. Yeah, and are you glad you kind of kept it close together in terms of you know both those sets of surgeries being done within you know a year's time or so? Yeah, I'm glad I did it the way I did it. It definitely gave me enough time to heal. Uh, but at the same time, it was close enough where, you know, I'm kind of getting it all done in in a certain time period. So now I can focus on what's next, you know, yeah. what's next for my um, my journey. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so ultimately, I assume, you're, are you happy that you did those? Oh, I'm very happy. Very happy I did it. Um, you know, but I don't think that should hold somebody back if they're worried about loose skin after weight loss. If I didn't have any of these surgeries, I would still be happy that I did it. Um, I'm very fortunate. Weight loss, I mean, uh, loose skin removal surgery is very um, expensive and it's not usually covered by insurance. Right. So, you know, not everybody's going to be in the position to do Sure. what I have done. And I know I'm very, I'm very thankful that I was able to do it. And I was in the yeah. position to do it. Yeah. Um, but I am very glad that I did do it because I feel like it's really completed um, my journey. And I feel like my body more closely matches all the hard work that I put in. Yeah, you could see those results. And, and let's kind of shift gears and talk about that. Because I know you you talk a lot about weightlifting and, and a lot of the things on your Instagram will highlight some of the things that you're doing. Um, did you so if, let's start off with did you work out preoperatively? Did you you said that you did? Um, you know, how much weightlifting did you do preoperatively? Yeah, so um, like, like I, I've lost a lot of weight and gained a lot of weight over the years. So sure. um, really, the from the first time I lost that bulk of weight, I had started weightlifting. So that was okay. back in like 2010. Gotcha. Um, and every time that I was really focused on uh, losing weight and my fitness, I always knew that that building muscle was key to that. Yeah. It wasn't just the cardio. It was, you know, and plus I, I don't like cardio. It's not my favorite thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like to lift weights. It gives me something to work towards. Um, it's me versus me. I'm not necessarily competing with somebody else. Um, so I've always lifted weights, um, in, you know, in my adult, um, journey. Um, I did do some CrossFit over the years as well. Um, I unfortunately hurt myself doing CrossFit back in 2019 before I had weight loss surgery, I blew out my knee. So, um, that's something that, yeah, that's not something that, um, I'm doing now just because I don't. I don't have the um, the knee capacity anymore to do right. that. Um, sure. Although I really did enjoy that. So, but um, you know, weight training has always been a part of my journey. Yeah. So, and t- let's talk about that because something you mentioned. Um, I love that you mentioned that you don't just you know the cardio. You know, not everybody loves cardio, but weightlifting is so important for body composition changes. And I know I focus on that a lot when I'm working with my clients and we're looking at nutrition and things like that because oftentimes the number on the scale isn't giving us the full picture. But when you are weightlifting, we are increasing lean body mass and we're changing body composition to optimize that, and that helps with metabolism increases, etc. So, how is um, lifting like really changed your body composition? after you had your plastics and bariatric surgery? Oh, for sure. So um, A, it helps me keep my weight off. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's very important to me. But, you know, when I had my my arm lift, I knew that now, you know, I was actually going to be able to see that definition. Yeah. So, you know, making sure that I, um, that I focus on the different but uh, areas of my body and I can see my, my core now. So yeah. 
um, it, it really has made me, um, as far as changing my body composition, I, I don't feel, I feel like I look healthy now yeah. rather than, you know, when you lose a lot of weight, sometimes you start to feel, look a little gaunt in the sure. beginning, but building that muscle has really made me look healthy and strong. And that yeah. was, that's my main goal for that. You know, I'm, I'm a little bit older, so, yeah. um, I know that, um, you know, the way my body looks is not going to be like somebody who's, um, you know, in their thirties, right. but for, for, I think I look probably younger than people um, expect when I tell them my age. So, yeah. um, I think that really, that really helped with that. Yeah. Has that been like helpful for mindset? You know, just this journey of, of overall body composition changes and all the things that you've been through. How has the mindset changed, especially with working out? Does it make you feel you know more confident about yourself? How does that all change? Absolutely, yeah. It makes me feel more confident, and it also helps with my anxiety because, mm-hmm. um, or exercise in general, just because um, you know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know why it works, but it, you know, I guess it's the endorphins and yeah. um, it just calms me down, even though you're like going, 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 it just, it, I guess it releases the energy where it needs to rather than in other places. So totally. um, yeah. it's helped not only my confidence in the way I look, but also mm-hmm. the way I feel in my mind because yeah. I know I'm working towards um, a healthier me. Yeah. And how many days do you lift and like, give us kind of some examples of what you do in your lifts, just so people kind of hear what you do, what works for you. Yeah, so I usually try to lift weights three days a week. Okay, um, and then I do a boot camp on Saturday, which is a combination of lifting weights and the cardio. Yeah, and then um, on other days I just try to move. So I have an elliptical at my house that I had purchased during COVID when everything was shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do that on days where maybe I don't want to go to the gym or days that are like not lifting days. Sure. Um, but I also try to get outside, and I work from home, so I am okay. able at lunch to go walk around my neighborhood and just get some sun. But yep. I like to do different things just because, um, so I, I don't get bored and it just keeps me moving. You know, yeah. I do have a very sedentary job. So, you know, making sure that I move, even if it's 30 minutes on my elliptical, that mm-hmm. really helps. And again, it helps with my mental health. So, sure. um, you know, I do, I do try to do five to six days a week, but again, it's not like heavy lifting. It's right. like I said, three days of lifting, one day of boot camp, and then other days just moving my body somehow. Yeah. And in your lifts, do you um, separate it by body parts? Do you do full body three times a week? How do you do it? Yeah. So I do, I usually try to do by body parts. So one day will be legs Mm -hmm. and then another day might be back and buys and then chest and tries. Um, Then I'll do maybe throw shoulders in there. So it's just, you know, sometimes I'll just do like all upper body. So I try to switch it up depending on what I'm working on or depending on like if I'm a little sore in a certain area. Um, you know, maybe I, I won't do shoulders if I maybe feel like I, you know, had, had enough the last time. So, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. switch it up. I love that. No, I, I like to hear, and I always ask this when we have guests, because I think it's important for people to hear that, um, you know, lots of different ways to go about, you know, lifting, you can do by body part, you can do by, you know, upper body versus lower. And, and you have to find what works best for you. And you have to kind of start where you're at and build up. Do you do like three to four sets? How many on average, what, what right now, like what's a typical workout look like? How many sets typically per body part, for example? Yeah. So I'll do like three sets. So okay. I'll do like 12 reps, three mm-hmm. sets. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I'll switch it up and just like maybe that last one, I'll do as many reps as I can with a heavier yeah. weight. Yep. Sometimes I'll do drop sets where mm-hmm. I will, um, you know, do a heavy weight and then drop it down to a lighter weight and then just try to burn out at the end so I can, sure. 
um, I, I guess that's, is that called progressive overload? I'm yeah. not 100% sure, but yeah. 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 So uh, over time, you've been, you're pushing yourself to increase your weights over time. And that can be via with weight. That can be with how you change your sets. Yeah. It sounds like you're doing that. That's excellent. And you feel like you're getting stronger, yeah. I assume. Oh yeah. Definitely getting stronger for sure. Yeah. I see yeah. that, you know, it's slow. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not yeah. trying to get any specific um, weight for say a deadlift or anything like that, but sure. I just, you know, a little bit at a time, yeah. I'm happy with a five pound increase here yeah. and there, or even a two and a half pound increase. That's fine by me. Progress. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And let's talk about your fueling. So um, when we, when we think about you're going to go work out, so are you, do you work out in the morning? Like how do you, um, you know, fuel around your workouts? Yeah. So I do work out first thing in the morning. Okay. Um, and I, I don't necessarily eat um, before I go to the gym. I just find it's kind of sits in my stomach just because of, you know, I had the vertical sleep gastrectomy and it just sits. So yeah. um, I do eat, try to eat as soon as I get home. Um, and I try to eat protein right away. Okay. Yep. Um, but I do fuel, um, I do eat carbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just try to stick to the healthier types of carbs and the fiber. Um, you know, I eat fruits. Um, I eat, but I do my first thing that I always try to hit is my protein goals. Good. Um, and then anything left over will be, you know, the, the other things, the fibers and the carbs and the healthy fats and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just out of curiosity, because everyone, you know, I work with folks with, you know, different goals and things. Some folks like to have calories and macro goals and things like that. Some people just, you know, they focus on their protein and then they round out their plate with more carbohydrates. How do you go about kind of establishing, you know, how you eat? Have you ever had set like numbers that you've aimed for? Well, the protein, I always, mm-hmm. like you said, I always try to hit the protein goals. So, sure. um, you know, depending on where I'm at, I'm at with my weight, what I'm trying to do, um, you know, of course, my my program says, you know, you try to try to eat 80 to 100 grams of protein a day. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I start. Um, So, you know, I try to have with each plate and then with a snack during the day to to hit that 100 grams of protein. Um, So that's where I start. And I like you said, I just fill in with um, either some vegetables or I'll have some brown rice or some quinoa or something like that. Um, I love Greek yogurt with a little bit of granola, some nuts, some berries, things like that. Those are like the staples of, of what I eat. Yeah. And what are like, have you, are there any like key nutritional, um, you know, lessons that you've learned over time around fueling, you know, for your workouts? Have you learned anything that maybe you didn't used to do, but now you do? That I need carbs to be able to have the energy to work out because, you know, when you're, when you're losing the weight, especially with my bariatric program, it's, you know, you should stay under a certain amount of uh, grams of carbs a day. Right. That's not enough for me to be able to work out the way I want. So I had to learn myself to add that in and I had to watch because those carbs, you know, I I have, I'm sensitive to that. So I have to be careful. I, you know, I have a good balance in that. Um, but yes, I absolutely, um, for me need to have those carbs to have enough energy to work out like the next day. If I know I have a hard boot camp on Saturday, Mm -hmm. you can be sure Friday night that I'm going to have something, um, that is going to make sure that I can do that workout the next day. Sure. So you kind of, you're like, you're making sure that that meal has more carbohydrates or, you know, paired with your protein so that you're fueled because you don't typically have something pre-workout. So you utilize that as kind of that energy source. Yes. Yeah. I love that. 
Yeah. And you know, I, I know I've talked about this with lots of athletes, you know, and generally, you know, when I work with folks, if, if there's time to eat, if people can tolerate it, you know, something with carbs pre-workout is always, is, you know, can be helpful. But as I've found with other athletes too, as long as you are incorporating carbohydrates at your meals, you know, um, if, if you are having it the night before, that can still be helpful for you, you know? Um, and as long as, like I said, you're eating it consistently throughout the day, typically folks do well with that for workouts that are, you know, an hour or less. How long are your workouts typically? Usually about 45 minutes. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't go, I don't necessarily go for, for hours. I, just, I wish I had the time to do more, yeah, right, but right. Um, as long as I'm there and doing it, I think, you know, for me, that 45 minutes um, gets me the workout, the good Absolutely. workout that I need. Yeah. And you don't have to spend hours and you get results. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. How about yep. your fluids? How do you do on fluids throughout the day? What kinds of things do you sip on? <laughs> I'm covering my face in case you're not watching this. Yeah. I struggle so much with my fluids. Yeah. So I've got my, my drink go. right here, but, yep. um, I really try to hit that 64 ounces of water a day. I know yeah. some people drink a lot more than that. I struggle with 64 ounces. So, sure. you know, I, I just try my best. I try different flavorings in my, in my water. Um, sometimes the flavorings help. Sometimes I just, all I want is just water. So yeah. I just, you know, whatever my body is craving, that's what I try to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in the morning, um, before I work out, I try to drink a little bit, even if it's eight to 10 ounces of water before I yep. work out, I sip on my, my water all during my workout. Awesome. That actually helps me when I do go to the gym and I'm sipping on my water, it mm -hmm. helps me get the water for the day. So um, I find on days that I don't go to the gym, I'm drinking less water because oh, interesting. I'm not doing that between sets, you know, sure. that drinking. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have to, I have to make a conscious effort to drink more water. Yeah. And that's hard. And it's hard for a lot of, um, especially active bariatric clients, because it's hard enough already to get fluids in just in general, because we have to separate it, you know, from food. Um, but yeah, I, I hear that a lot too, is that often because they're carrying their fluids with them in their workouts, you know, I end up getting in more. And so, hey, you know, whatever works, as long as you're sipping throughout the day, it's good. And and coming into your, I like that you say that you're drinking pre-workout because coming into your uh, workout hydrated is, is helpful because of course you're going to be sweating, right? So the more that you can pre-hydrate, it will allow you to exercise longer, harder. So that's a good strategy for, you know, folks to hear that you're doing as well. Um, and what's one piece of advice you'd give to someone starting on their bariatric journey? What do you think? So I think it's really important to not compare yourself to other people. Um, everybody's different. Everybody loses at a different pace. Um, and it, you know, it can depend on a lot of different things. So when I had my bariatric surgery, I was 47. I'm a little bit older. Um, so I lose slower. I have always lost slow. Mm -hmm. um, so, But I was just consistent. I wasn't perfect, but I was consistent. And I lost the weight. It took me 15 months to lose the, um, to get down to my goal weight. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, just be consistent. Don't compare yourself. I have so many tips to, pe yeah. to give people. Um, yeah, don't please. compare yourself to anyone else. And then, you know, it's, Cons like consistency over perfection. That those are my my biggest tips. Yeah, no, those are so helpful, and, and it's good for folks to hear that because yeah, the progress over perfection is always, you know, the way that you know, no one's going to follow this perfect linear, you know, decrease. There's going to be bumps in the road. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be plastics journeys that, you know, kind of interrupt that as well. And and you've persisted through all of that. And I mean, like I said, I that's why I love seeing um, a lot of your posts and things because it just, it shows people real, this is real life. Like it's not this perfect journey, but it can still be successful, you know? Um, so no, I, 
appreciate that. Um, and if you could look back and talk to Steph preoperatively, what would you say to her? I would say thank you for taking the risk and not being scared, you know, or being scared, yeah. but, you know, taking the risk to better your health. Um, that was hard for Steph back then. Yeah. Um, and I just want to say thank you because she's the one who did the work. It wasn't me. I'm, I'm getting emotional, but yeah, um, yeah she did the work yeah. and I would say thank you. Oh, that's awesome. Well, where can the audience learn more about you or how to contact you? Yeah, so um, I'm mostly on Instagram, and my Instagram handle is metamorphosteph. Um, I'm also on TikTok, but I do most of my um, my stuff on Instagram. So you can follow me in either place. Um, my DMs are always open. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out. Um, I try to get back to people, you know, within a day or so. So um, that's where you can find me. Awesome. Well, guys, please give her a follow because like I said, I have been fangirling you for a while and I follow all your posts and your stories and um, they're just relatable. They're, hey, this is real life and this is, and it's been your experience and your journey. And, and that can be helpful for others because, you know, some folks may not know what to expect or is this normal? And I just appreciate that you're always real and authentic and, and everything that you share is, is just, hey, this is what I've been going through. This is what's worked for me. And I, and I just appreciate that. So thank you so much for all the things that you share. Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me on. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah, no, I'm happy to have you. I, I love hearing folks too. You know, just like I said, I, I love to hear the body composition changes over time and what's worked for you because it's so different for every, you know, every person in terms of what type of workout they like or what, you know, what has worked most um, in terms of increasing muscle. You know, I've got endurance, I've got strength athletes. So I just love to hear kind of what has worked. So again, thank you so much for sharing your journey with us. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Cool. Well, guys, you can watch this full video of the podcast episode on my YouTube channel, the Active Bariatric Nutrition channel. So make sure you subscribe to it. Um, give it a like. That way you'll know when we post a new video. And also, if you don't mind, please just share this podcast um, with someone that you think would find this information helpful because we're just trying to get out these inspirational stories, helpful stories, um, because there's not a lot of information for active bariatric uh, people. So we want to make sure that we're sharing as much as we can that what we learn and we learn from each other and from experts and things like that. So if you don't mind sharing this, um, you know, subscribe to the podcast, give it a rating and a review. That's how it gets out in front of more people. You can also follow me on my Instagram channel, which is the active, uh, at Active Bariatric. I also have TikTok and Facebook. And if you'd like to learn more about my one-to-one -one bariatric nutrition coaching services, please go to my website at www.activebariatricnutrition.com and you can schedule a free discovery call so we can learn more about each other. So again, Steph, thank you so much for being here today. Day. I appreciate your time. And guess what? We're going to do this again next week. Take care, everybody. Thanks, Steph.